This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 13th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Harry Reid has pledged to bring the USA Freedom Act up for a vote in this lame duck session of the Senate. Is it the start of a better Congress on surveillance issues? Patrick Eddington is a policy analyst in Homeland Security and Civil Liberties at the Cato Institute. We talked about the next Congress and surveillance yesterday. How much was surveillance made uh, a campaign issue running up to the November elections? I mean, it really varied, essentially. Um, in in some races, I think, um, you know, in Iowa, I'm pretty sure that uh, it was definitely an issue there. But it would be fair to say that nationally, it was not nearly as salient uh, as the economy, particularly. Um, immigration, obviously, a big issue in a number of these races, particularly out west. Uh, but it was still there in the background. And it's, it's obviously going to surface again as we go forward. Uh, how did the races turn out for those who are either uh, skeptics or supporters of uh, our current surveillance regime? You know, it's really very interesting. I mean, there were some losses uh, among surveillance supporters in the Senate. Um, many would say that the most prominent one was uh, Mark Udall of, of Colorado. Notable because he's a Democrat who's been very critical of the president's sort of almost unwavering defense of uh, NSA activity. Yes, yes, very, very much so. That being said, his replacement, Cory Gardner, uh, voted uh, essentially correctly on these issues in 2013 for the Amash Amendment to DOD appropriations, and again in uh, June of 2014 for the uh, DOD appropriations bill again. Who is Tom Cotton? Mr. Cotton has been a House member for a little while, and he has now moved up to the Senate from the great state of Arkansas. He is an Iraq War veteran, and he has been a very, very outspoken proponent of maintaining existing law. He cites back to his uh, service uh, in Iraq and the constant concern he had for protecting his men when they were out on patrols. And of course, everyone you know can understand that. But the issues here are kind of conflated, I think, in that no one's talking about limiting surveillance authorities in such a way that troops on the ground don't get what they need. The issue here is making that making sure that NSA is actually collecting information on real bad guys and not on innocent Americans. What happened over the last two years that gives you some hope that uh, existing authorities given to these federal uh, intelligence agencies will be made more rational. The great thing about 2015 is going to be the clock ticking on the Patriot Act, and specifically three critical provisions of the Patriot Act that are set to expire in June of 2015, including the Section 215 Patriot Act authorities involving the collection of metadata. And that, of course, has been one of the main causes of concern over the course of the last several years. Mr. Amash uh, of Michigan and, of course, Mr. Sensenbrenner of Wisconsin and others have been very, very vocal and very blunt, frankly, in telling DOD, um, Department of Justice, and NSA officials that they're going to lose these authorities uh, unless they are prepared to accept the kinds of modifications that have been proposed. All right. And what, what would that look like? What we're talking about is essentially ending the bulk collection of metadata uh, on, on Americans. And the truth of the matter is, DOD, NSA, and the like, they simply are collecting more data than they can use, for starters. They can't even analyze it all. But secondly, it's not relevant. You know, mass collection of this kind of data amounts to essentially a 21st century equivalent to writs of assistance. 
and that's exactly what we can't have here. So if you collect more data than you can possibly use and you're violating the Constitution as you do it, it's a lose-lose proposition. So when uh, you describe the term bulk collection of metadata and when people from the NSA and other agencies would use the same term, those things mean different things when you say it than when they say it. Well, I will say that we've had some difficulty getting folks at NSA and DOJ uh, to make accurate representations about precisely how they're using the data um, and exactly for what purposes oftentimes. And again, if you're in a circumstance where the government is, where they collect all of this information, any website that you visited, et cetera, et cetera, there's no connection to terrorism here, right? I mean, so unless they're collecting data that is actually relevant to a specific individual who is known to be in communication with a foreign power or an agent of a foreign power, they shouldn't be collecting the data. They shouldn't be collecting it for constitutional reasons, and they shouldn't be collecting it for simply good and sound intelligence reasons as well. The Amash Amendment that uh, was offered in the House failed barely what are the prospects for that kind of proposal moving forward in this Congress? Well, we were successful. Uh, I should say that reform advocates were successful back in June of this year uh, in actually achieving a major victory on that front in that the amendment that was offered to this year's Department of Defense Appropriations Bill um, basically prohibited the use of any federal funds to go after what's known as the Section 702 database. This is the database of information, including emails, including the contents of phone calls and things of that nature, that they have managed to suck up over the course of the last several years. So no funds could be used for that purpose. And then the second part of the amendment, this is very important too, prohibits the government from using funds to try to pressure companies like Apple or Cisco or others from deliberately making defective products that can be more easily exploited, not just by NSA, but ultimately by any foreign intelligence service or hackers. That passed the House by a vote of 293 to 123, and it's going to be interesting to see whether that thing actually makes it into law here. Patrick Eddington is a policy analyst in Homeland Security and Civil Liberties at the Cato Institute. You can attend Cato's conference on surveillance scheduled for December 12th. Learn more at Cato.org.